0: Hey everyone, before we get started on today's episode, I want to tell you about a new smartphone that we love here at Brave Parenting. It is perfect for parents and children. It has no browser, no Wi-Fi, no social media, no games, no app store, and cannot send or receive images. But it has everything your child needs. In addition to making phone calls and sending text messages, it has a calendar, camera, voice recorder, music, stopwatch, and an alarm. Gab Wireless has released their brand new phone, and you are going to love it. No more worrying about whether parental controls are set up correctly. No more worrying about what apps your child is installing on their phone. And the setup is easy because this phone was designed by parents for parents. We ourselves have tested this Gab phone with our own children, and we absolutely love it. Even better, it looks great too. The Gab phone is an Android-based smartphone that looks as sleek and stylish as any other smartphone on the market. Even more, the Gab phone is only $99.99. Why pay hundreds of dollars for a smartphone when you get everything your child needs at this unbelievable price? You also don't have to worry about spotty coverage. Gab Wireless utilizes America's leading 4G LTE network for only $20 a month with no long-term contracts or commitment. Compare that to plans by other major providers and this too is a great deal for parents looking to save money. If you are considering a smartphone for your child, you can learn more about the Gab phone by Gab Wireless at braveparenting.net slash gab. If you use our promo code brave19 at checkout, you'll also receive $5 off your purchase of the Gab phone, saving you even more. Again, go to braveparenting.net slash gab, G-A-B-B, to learn more about Gab Wireless and use promo code brave19 B R A V E 19 at checkout to receive $5 off your order. And now on to today's show. Hi, and welcome to the Brave Parenting Podcast. I'm your host and the founder of Brave Parenting, Kelly Newcomb. And this is where you'll get the encouragement, insight, and information you need to raise children of character in our culture saturated with media and technology. We call it brave parenting because it takes courage and hard work to not only stay on top of changing technology, but then to decide how to incorporate that into your family's life. Our ultimate goal here is to keep you educated and equipped to raise your tech-savvy kids. Welcome to today's show. In news, we're going to be talking about one principal's new lunchtime tradition, as well as a unique way to verify age in one app. Our character focus will be on the virtue of being passionate, and our app focus will be on the app Amino. Let's jump straight into today's news. Principal starts a no-phone, new friends Friday, lunchtime tradition. As reported by KCRG.com News, a new tradition has been started at an Iowa junior-senior high school. Principal Janet Behrens started the no-phone new friends Friday when she noticed her students at the school all with their heads down looking at their phones. Instead, she wanted them to be looking at one another and learning and practicing face-to-face communication skills. Now with the new tradition, students get a colored card when they enter into the cafeteria that tells them exactly which table to sit at. Those tables then have conversation starters. During this time, it's also a no phone zone. Now, it reportedly took the students a couple of weeks to get used to the idea, but now they really enjoy it. Students say that this phone-free lunch hour and this time spent talking with new friends is helping their school become a more kinder place. One student was even quoted to say, people are nice to each other because they got to know each other at lunch. Perhaps you, like myself, read this story and say, yes, we need more of this. More principals who are brave enough to do something different, to change it up and essentially tell their students, no, it's not going to go down like this. This simple idea of creating a no-phone zone and promoting conversation and new friends can be introduced into multiple areas of our kids' lives. Maybe you already have a no-phone rule at the dinner table, but maybe you need to stimulate some new conversation. Conversation starters could be good for this. What about when you're driving your child and their friends somewhere to an activity or to a school event? More often, we see our kids all looking down at their own screens. This is a great time for a no phone zone. Create some questions that they can then answer or ask one another. Maybe it's even as simple as would you rather cards being in the car to stimulate some conversation instead of them looking at the glow of their screens. Or maybe you see this as a great idea and something that your children's school needs to implement. Bravely take this idea to the school PTA, the administration, or even the school board. Chances are they see the same story playing out that this Iowa principal did. If we present this idea, essentially handing it over to them on a silver platter where all they have to do is approve and implement it, we can see great change in our children's schools. Next in news, A 10-year-old girl is asked to provide topless photo in order to verify age on the Amino app. As reported by The Sun, a British news outlet, back in July of this year, -year 10-year-old Kayla McGarry of Scotland was playing a dress-up anime game inside the gacha community of Amino app when a message popped up reading, Welcome to this Amino group. My name is Mandy, and I work with Amino. So if you don't know, this is a safe space for young girls. We require users to be 14 and younger. If you fit these requirements, you can be here. We also have to make sure that all members here are girls. To verify this, I will need from you a photo of your bare chest, with a brawl if you feel uncomfortable, and your age. This is just an extra security feature, but all members must do this. Users that refuse to do this will be permanently banned. Well, Kayla took this disturbing message directly to her mother, who is a secondary school teacher and has strict parental controls on Kayla's devices. She says she regularly warns Kayla about the dangers of talking to strangers online, which is why she immediately went to her mother. Now, in response to this news, the Sun reported that an Amino spokesperson said, quote, Keeping Amino safe is our top priority. We have a zero tolerance for any type of inappropriate content with minors. Our team works 24-7 across seven supported languages to remove content and users in violation of our policies. Now, that's the standard response and jargon that we expect to hear from a company who is potentially at risk for violating policies and law. Now, it's these type of stories that really frighten us as parents today. We're going to discuss the Amino app in depth coming up, but one key takeaway from this news story is the importance of open communication with your child. We can get hung up on the fact that this was a 10-year-old girl using an app that is anonymous and connects her easily with strangers, but instead, let's focus on the fact that her mother had warned her and she had heeded those warnings that when she did see something that was dangerous or concerning, she brought it directly to her mother. Does your child know that that is the appropriate response when they see something inappropriate or concerning online? Maybe you feel like you've told them once and that should be enough. In today's day and age, they need to be reminded on a regular constant basis. There are multiple dangers, whether it be people, pictures, all over the internet and that the appropriate next step in response if they were to come across that material is to come and show you. If you haven't had that conversation with your child, make it a priority to do that today. Our character focus today is on the virtue of being passionate. Now, passion is often described as the fuel that drives people. It compels people to do things that they may not know how to do. According to Merriam-Webster, passionate is being capable of, affected by, or expressing intense feeling. As parents, we really want our children to be passionate about certain things that we would really call the right things. Maybe that's personal hygiene, cleaning up after themselves, getting good grades, exemplifying good character. We sort of define these things as what we want, really as these right things. But if we're honest, if a child only had these passions, he would actually be a fairly boring kid. And it rarely ever happens that way anyway. Some children express almost zero passion at all, while other children may express passion for all the wrong things. Both scenarios can be extremely frustrating for parents. Even more, fleeting passions, ones that are here this month and gone the next, can become just as cumbersome and costly. And of course, we have to know that like all good things, Too much passion for one thing can be equally as dangerous. So how on earth as parents do we foster passion within our kids? Well, education expert Catherine Reynolds Lewis, who is also the author of The Good News About Bad Behavior, Why Kids Are Less Disciplined Than Ever and What to Do About It, she says this about passion. Whenever kids explore a passion, they're honing the ability to learn which is possibly the most important life skill any of us can possess. She recommends exposing children to new ideas and activities as much as possible, then follow their lead if they express a particular interest. So this may be sports, or it may be art, or it might be music. The possibilities are endless what we can expose our kids to. But she goes on to say that if your child seems interested, only in making slime or watching how-to videos, they might be craving something more tactile, like woodworking or gardening. Lewis suggests that parents remain open-minded about what interests can look like, and no matter what, always look for ways to turn it from consuming to creating. Finally, she recommends to be sure to let your child have their own passion. Let them own it. Going overboard with enthusiasm Is a great passion killer for kids. So when we consider raising passionate kids in this way, it almost seems really easy, especially if you're beginning with young children. But what if you have adolescents and teens and they just aren't into exploring activities and ideas with you anymore? Rather, they want to be on their own and independent, exploring their own interests through YouTube, video games, or websites. Acknowledging that online, It's impossible to predict what intriguing interests they may stumble upon and become enthusiastic about. This instant content online with everything from kitten videos to terrorist group. We have to acknowledge that the internet is a minefield of potential passions, but you are not without hope. We don't have to acquiesce to the perpetual content consuming, even if that's what our child wants to do. We don't have to be okay with it and allow it. We can continue to encourage and aid our child to be a producer, not just a consumer of the content that they are passionate about. So for example, if they are passionate about video games, they can learn to code or learn how to create computer graphics in order to produce a video game of their own design. That may require you looking online and researching some different coding classes or summer camps that they can get into, but it's a great way to encourage the producing instead of just the consuming. Or if they like to sing or play music, we can encourage them to write their own music, record, and even mix their own music through different apps and online services. If they are passionate about fashion or beauty, they can take what they're learning from YouTube videos and help others or even do it as a job. Maybe that's doing girls' makeup or hair for a school dance, helping someone revamp their wardrobe on a budget or even designing and sewing their own fashion styles. The possibilities are endless of taking what they are passionate about and what they're consuming and turning that into a productive hobby. While the key here is to allow their passion to grow organically and really become their own, I want to give you permission. While the key is to allow their passion to grow organically, it's okay to nudge that passion Back into healthy boundaries if it ever becomes more of an obsession than a passion. Rest assured, you aren't killing their dreams. You are actually helping them avoid a life that feels virtually productive, but is actually void of real-life joy and productivity. And remember, moms and dads, just like they were obsessed with dinosaurs or snakes and even fidget spinners, for a short time, most passions transform over time as they grow. That slime phase will end just as quickly as the rainbow loom did. All right, moving on to our app focus, we're going to be discussing Amino. Maybe Amino is something you've heard about, but even if you haven't, definitely something that you need to know. Fact number one, the basics of Amino. Amino is a social networking app that builds communities around specific interests. Their website states, Amino has authentic mobile communities for whatever you're into. Your interests times infinity. Now, Amino began as a network of separate apps, each with its own area of focus and community. The company has since created one portal through for all users to access each Amino community. However, the original separate Amino apps are still available for download apart from the main Amino app. So if you were to go to the App Store or Google Play and look up Amino, you're going to find the main one plus a whole lot of standalones. Now, those standalone apps function in the same way as the Aminos. However, they're all governed by that one master app. This social media platform is aimed at teens and is organized similar to Reddit around people's interests. Now, Reddit, we covered back in episode 29, if you're not familiar with that. Where it differs from Reddit, though, is what you can do inside each community, which again is built on that specific interest. Now, like other social media platforms, you can customize your profile, follow other users and grow your own following. Fact number two, creating an account. Downloading Amino is free and you can create an Amino account with a Facebook account, email address or phone number. Upon sign up, users are prompted to create a profile with a username and image. Like many apps, they ask you to share your location and we always recommend no, you do not need to share your location with these apps. Now, once your account is created, you'll go immediately to the explore page where you can browse different aminos to see if you want to join them. If you decide to join an amino, you simply tap on the join amino button and you'll receive a message thanking you for joining and encouraging you to read the community's guidelines. However, if you don't find a community for your specific interest, you can create a community yourself and be the leader of that community. Now, another prompt is to allow notifications. And if you allow notifications, you'll be notified instantly anytime someone has followed you or messaged you inside each amino. So if you were to become active in multiple aminos, you'll end up receiving a lot of notifications. Fact number three, Anonymity. Amino doesn't require an authentic name to be used for your account. In fact, they actually encourage that you do not. So for example, instead of being Kelly Newcomb, I would be Brave Parent 2019. And you can actually have multiple different usernames within different communities. Essentially, you can change your name, profile picture, and bio to match each specific interest of that community. Amino is one of the first social media platforms to bring anonymity to video chat. So the app actually requires you to use an avatar so that no one can see what you actually look like. The app also prevents users from putting the camera anywhere but their faces. It's important to note that because this is an anonymous app, everyone is essentially a stranger, and it's likely that no one is exactly who they say they are. Inside the app, Anyone can follow your profile, you don't really accept and decline people, and if you were to comment in a public community, anyone can see it. The bottom line is that Amino's main source of privacy is its anonymous nature. Fact number four, Amino Communities. Each community is known as an Amino. Remember how I mentioned Amino is often compared to Reddit because it fosters online communities around particular topics and interests? Well, one key difference to Reddit, however, is that Amino doesn't particularly contain a lot of outbound links. It's actually their attempt to ignore the rest of the internet and avoid fake news and conspiracy, really focusing on the interest at hand. Now, each Amino has its own established leader who then establishes the rules for that community. They decide how much swearing will be allowed, what you're supposed to talk about and not talk about, and how users are to behave. Leaders are not Amino employees, but rather just the person who created the community. And it has been noted that many times you can find leaders who are very biased or even prejudiced against certain people. While each Amino community is figured differently, they all essentially have the same qualities. Amino users can look at news feeds, post blogs, links, quizzes. You can participate in public and private chats and even enter screening rooms where they can watch live videos with other users. Amino users can also live chat anonymously by means of the avatar, which I mentioned before. To no surprise, Amino gamifies your participation in each community. If you tap check-in inside the Amino you've joined, you'll then earn rep or reputation points and can level up. The more you check into each Amino, the faster you will increase your rep. You can also earn rep points for the time spent in the app, getting a blog post featured, streaming content in a screening room, or just staying engaged. There is also a leaderboard, which allows users to see who are the most active inside that amino. Fact number five, parental controls and ratings. There really is no parental controls. That's kind of the bottom line of this app but it's important to note that Amino doesn't allow pornography. However, there is a lot of sexually suggestive content, sexual role-playing, and communities based on sexual identity, and they're all very easy to find, if not directly promote it to you. Overall, it's easy to see how teens can get sucked into the app, especially since it's always encouraging you to explore and join more Aminos, compounded by the gamification Which we know is mentally manipulating our young users to spend more time in the app. To no surprise, children are spending a lot of time here. But one of the most dangerous aspects of Amino is how easy it is to connect with strangers or to find and stumble upon that mature content or inappropriate behavior. As we talked about in the news, here was a 10 year old girl in a dress up anime game within this one community, and she was being asked for photos. Of her bare chest. Now, the app itself states that you have to be 13 years or older in order to use it. Even though they promote it for ages younger, the App Store rates it as 12 plus, while Google Play rates it T for teen. Brave Parenting gives it a rating of it's not really necessary, but if they're mature enough and they really want this, 16 or over is perhaps appropriate. We kind of put this in this category because. It's one of those apps that just because you can doesn't mean you have to or that that is what is best. Sure, we all love connecting with others who share our same interests, but to do so in an anonymous fashion on an app that is known to promote provocative and explicit content just doesn't promote wisdom for a young mind. Instead, we should encourage our children. To share that passion with the people around them and face-to-face connections. Maybe they can start a group at their school around that specific interest. Just because it's convenient to connect globally around the world with people doesn't mean it's the safest and best for our child. And that is the Amino app. I hope you learned some new information that you did not know before. And that brings us to the end of this episode. If you missed anything in the show, you want to learn more. You can find us online at BraveParenting.net. If you have any questions about what we discussed today, or if you have a story about these topics that you would like to share, email us at podcast at For an in-depth look at how you can build strong character using the technology children love, pick up a copy of our book, Managing Media, Creating Character. It's available online at Amazon. Don't forget to subscribe if you are listening on iTunes, Google, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Thank you so much for joining us here today at the Brave Parenting Podcast, where we believe that character is greater than media, and every child needs a parent willing to set a new standard. Until next week, go and be brave.